The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Avery and DB back to give you a recap on this past weekend's game, Nebraska versus Colorado. DB, you weren't there, didn't get a chat with you right after the game. I know it's been a few days, but initial reaction, thoughts, feelings, what were you thinking after that game? Uh, so I think real time it was um – and we talked quite a bit, so I think you were kind of getting my vibe. But um, I think real time, I was in more disbelief. And then as it kind of the game wore on, it went to more this was inevitable. And then after the game, uh, like those are like the, the stages of grief, mm-hmm. right? Um, <laughs> and I think after the game, I was just figuring out what Nebraska could have done differently, yeah. right? So that's that's kind of the the, the stages that I went through because I fully expected Nebraska to to win that game and to have a better chance to win that game. At half, I was like, you know what, this is going to happen. Yeah. Um, and I and I felt pretty good because I I thought we had a good handle on their offense mm-hmm. and I didn't think it was going to be as dynamic as. People had kind of led up to believe I thought it was going to be a good defensive matchup. I just uncharacteristic turnovers. Um, We took care of it a little better via the air, but just the inability to to do the simple uh, was a little discouraging. Disbelief because you think this game told us more about Colorado or more about Nebraska? So I think it reiterated what we thought about both. Colorado is, is dynamic outside the numbers, and Shador Sanders is really good. Yeah. I. That was probably my biggest takeaway is he is legit. Mm -hmm. He is one of the top quarterbacks in all of college football. And the other thing was, okay, I keep saying to myself, if Nebraska can control the controllables and they have, they have yet to be able to do that is, is for whatever the reason, even under different regimes with different players, um, the basics get away from them. Right. I want to talk about the offensive side of the ball for Nebraska because that's where the entire focus seems to be right now. Obviously, rightfully so, defense is showing up. But let's take the turnovers away from it for a second because when you look at the numbers, first quarter, second I guess maybe first quarter more specifically, Nebraska seems in control on paper. I called Colorado's offense multidimensional after the game. I said that kind of felt like that seemed to be the difference in the second half. They kind of figured out how to mix in a lot of looks where it felt like Nebraska couldn't generate multiple forms of offense. 
you say leaning into the strengths of this team for what they have going right now and you take away those turnovers what do you think they lean into right now to find some quicker success as they try to find that rhythm so i think this is this is all on assuming they can stay on schedule right without the dumb penalties right um i think it involves still a little bit of quarterback run game because it wasn't near as much as what we saw against minnesota Mm -hmm. and you still have to be able to give the balls hand the balls off to to running backs I think in this offense for it to be highly successful. Um, most of the shot plays that I think they want to take will come off of run action. And so the ability, the better ability you have to run the football, the more ability you have to get guys to play closer to the line of scrimmage. I, I didn't really kind of buy into the narrative that Nebraska has a hard time getting separation or this, that, and the other. Are they as dynamic on the outside as they need to be or want to be? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But they do have the ability to get behind guys. And so I, I saw a lot of guys running open um, in, in Boulder that I think they have to be able to take advantage of. Some of that is pass protection. Mm-hmm. Some of that is knowing where you want to go with the football early. But if if I'm Nebraska, I continue with trying to establish my ground game mm-hmm. through my running backs and complement it with the QB run game. And then you take your shot plays over the top. Say QB run game. We were talking about a quarterback situation a lot this week. Yesterday, Coach Rule says, despite what the injury might be, Jeff Sims is our QB one. He's yeah. our guy. But when you talk about maybe having a run game be more prevalent, does that find a gap for Harburg to come in and fill that? Or do we think, you know, Jeff Sims I, – I guess what I'm saying is we've seen a lot of people this past week say Coach Rule needs to stick to his word about mm-hmm. accountability. I told you yesterday, I don't know if accountability is the right word because have we not seen Coach Rule and Jeff Sims already come – to the plate and say we already know we already know right, right, we've taken right. that accountability that's well, responsibility ownership. yeah I think what people want to see is action so I guess I'm I guess that's I'm a good, that's a good distinction I guess I'm asking you know people are saying they need to stick to his word but from what we've heard all off season, you've talked to him a bit you've heard the staff you sat down with him what have they been preaching that would make it seem like they're going to quit on him so quickly yeah I think that's the way I kind of looked at it it's been that that's kind of been the reoccurring theme on the show and with Ravi is, I, and he put it, we, he and I got into this interesting conversation yesterday or the day before. It was, do you use the one for the greater good mm-hmm. to discipline the or to, to reprimand the one, or do you use the one for the greater good to strengthen the greater good? Right, if, if you, and it just kind of depends on what your sentiment is at the quarterback spot. Do you, do you make an example of Jeff Sims for everybody else's sake from a from a uh, punishment is not the word. It is uh, you know to make change, mm-hmm. or do you use the one as an example to further your sentiment about like just like his T-shirt yesterday at the press conference, which was O O U. Will you highlight that real fast? There's a lot of questions uh, on it. Yeah, so O O U stands for one of us, yep. right? Where it's it's symbolic like I'm one of a greater good mm-hmm. and there is no singling out right yep. one of us us it's just a play on words while one is in there it's still about us mm-hmm. and I think that was kind of his reoccurring theme and he's very self-conscious you know um, as most coaches are when it comes to dealing with quarterbacks he let us know right away after the game I want to wait because you have to be careful with what you say and how you talk about quarterbacks because they're quarterbacks, right? And it sends a prevailing thought. 
So he wanted to go back and watch. And he's also letting you know that you can't – they're treated differently. Yeah. Like, it, <laughs> quarterbacks are just a different animal altogether. And so I, I think he's further saying this is why you can't compare running back situations to quarterbacks. This is why you can't compare wide receiver situations to quarterbacks. Um, it's It's different. And while it's still one of us, it is – with the quarterback spot comes a certain level of um, understanding mm-hmm. that goes with the position. Right. Yeah. I want to, I want to highlight another thing that he said. You made me think of this yesterday. He talked about, you know, just because we are Owen two does not mean I'm going to go change everything. Now I'm going to double down on that. Yeah. And some responses were like, Oh great. Double the turnovers or double the bad decision. And I know that's all outside yeah. noise, but I think it's yeah. interesting to look at it as, as a, college athlete I'm sure you understand this too but after a loss when a coach would go to the drawing board and would scrap it all oh yeah that's, how, that's, how much harder is that that's that's actually worse and right? it, it, it takes away that belief instantly about it's no longer about us it's about the opponent and so I think it's interesting to highlight that if he's going to be the one saying we're going to double down now look at how the process has worked individually we're just trying to figure out how to piece it together to execute an entire game yeah so there were a couple of things along those lines that I think reestablished that point number one you know he said you never pass up the uh, the opportunity to you know utilize a crisis yeah don't waste a crisis don't waste a crisis right there's a teachable moment in there which is current with which is congruent with how he's trying to build this thing like what did he say in the offseason? We have to earn the right to win. We have to learn how to win. Mm-hmm. He's using all these teachable moments to kind of grow the faith in terms of they're moving in the right direction, but it all boils down to the ability to be able to control the controllables because mm-hmm. that's part of the message. It's not a set aside. It's not an a la carte. Yeah. It's not in addition to. Right. The more that he can hammer that point home, the more growth there is. And he finally put the exclamation point on something we've talked about all off season, and even over the last three or four years, if you will, where it's easy to learn how to lose, and it's very difficult to learn how to win. So there are things that, how can I put this? The best way that I can explain it is, I used to say this when coaches or you know, they'd say, oh, we just need better players, or oh, we just needed the ball to bounce the right way or whatever. And I always would say, what are you doing in the meantime while you're waiting for those quote-unquote breaks to happen or better players to come, mm-hmm. right? Like there are just certain building blocks, uh, duplex, if you will, that duplo that you have to put in place to help give yourself to be able to withstand mm-hmm. shaky times. And those building blocks are belief and consistency in one another and understanding that if you control the controllables, you still give yourself – the best chance to win, even though it doesn't guarantee mm-hmm. the chance to win. Right. You're trying to put yourself in the best position possible. And so I think he's still teaching those those blocks while they're waiting for the desired outcome. Because if you're so outcome-based mm-hmm. and you don't achieve those outcomes, you start to waver in the process. So you got to focus on the process. Yeah. And understand that the outcomes will eventually happen. You just have to hang in there and train mm-hmm. in such a way where the time doesn't matter. Yeah, as like I think the saying goes, the waiting season's never a wasted season, something like that. Yeah, try right. To, yeah, I right. Mean, try to use lies. Th- th- those things, 
those just don't pop out of nowhere right. and withstand the test of yep. time. Like there's validity to yeah. the, to those coaching cliches. Right. A bright side of the ball is defense, leading the country in sacks, top ten and against the rush. I was talking to you during the game. I want to highlight this a little bit. We were discussing why Nebraska's defense was being more effective than what we saw from TCU, why they were able to get pressure on Shadur better than TCU. I know TCU's game plan, we were asking some questions. Right, but Nebraska was able to get pressure on him in 0-0 at the end of the first quarter. You broke it down for me a little bit. What was working so well? Yeah, I draw napkins. It's kind (laughs) of (laughs) weird. No, it was great. (laughs) Um, I want you to explain that a little bit. I know it kind of wore off as the game went on just because the defense was on the field so much, but why was it? So effective in that so, first So quarter. conceptually, it, I felt it held. Mm-hmm. They started to give up plays over the top, right. right? So what Nebraska was doing is they were staying on top, or what I would call staying on top of routes. And they were very good disguising what they were doing underneath with coverage, what the second-level guys were getting underneath the quick passing game and staying over the top with their defensive backs. And I felt like their ability to get in and out of multiple looks, not even different coverages, multiple pre-snap looks really caused Shadur Sanders and that offensive line some problems because he obviously doesn't turn the ball over a great deal and he'd rather hold the ball or take a sack than to turn the ball over and so Nebraska was buying themselves some time the two big plays that I felt like were backbreakers you know they brought a they brought a max pressure Mm -hmm. Tommy Hill got caught peeking in the back in the backfield um they threw the ball over his head. That was one of those times where you didn't have any underneath help, so you have to get on top of the route. The other was from left to right as you're looking at that end zone, the, the north end zone, was, was, a, was a crossing route. We call it an over route or a sail route that takes time. He went from one hash to the other pylon, and – uh, Shador did a very good job of, of leading him into that little he, – in essence, dropped it in a bucket. But no rerouting. You didn't really get hands on the wide receiver. The underneath coverage wasn't what it had been just because you don't expect that much time to be had and having him get there. So I still felt like for the most part, even in the second half where it got a little hectic, a lot of it came from Sanders buying time. Yeah, And there's some – there's some is the juice worth the squeeze he holds the ball he holds the ball. he, he makes some plays buying time because it's hard to to cover guys that long but inevitably you give up some sacks too so they were willing to trade the risk for reward but defensively i thought nebraska still continuing to tackle well uh, and playing pretty well in space and mm-hmm. as long as they can they can play with that sense of calmness and preparation they'll be fine yeah two players on a highlight one on the line camlin hart came in started the game and that atmosphere as a freshman really impressive three uh three tackles two sacks two for loss he obviously got that start because ty robinson had to sit out the first half but um i don't cam just stood out in, in that first quarter a ton and yeah. i think in that atmosphere it, it was it was crazy it was it was intense and to step up the way he did i want to talk about him real fast and also i want to talk about omar brown the secondary as well i feel like those are two names that have been called over and over again Obviously, one on the line, one in the secondary, and it feels like every time it was like, who made that tackle, who made that play, those two names were popping up. What excites you about those two? Well, I just think their ability to stay the course. Omar was a guy that came in um, and been pretty highly thought of and didn't play a ton last year, and he kind of stayed the course. Yep. He's like the testament to the old head with the believability factor mm-hmm. in terms of what the staff was trying to instill. Him, Reimers, there's a couple of those guys that kind of fit into that. 
uh, as that's Omar's third head coach. Yep. Uh, and his college career, uh, considering he transferred. And the other thing with Cam is, while he was a little boomer bust in terms of some run fits and and kind of losing containment, sometimes you can see with experience where his athleticism and his explosiveness right. <laughs> will really serve Nebraska well. So, and to think. Prince Umami Wellen, if healthy, may be the more explosive of the two, but they definitely have something in the good young pair with, with, mm-hmm. with Cam and, and Prince Will. Yeah, we heard Coach Rule talk about the process of those young guys tomorrow or yesterday. I want to, before we wrap up this Colorado game, we did hear from Coach Rule yesterday. He talked to the media for a good amount of time, answered everyone's question. Yeah, had 30, a lot. 30 some minutes, yeah, was it? Yeah. Um, when you listen, what, what caught your attention from yesterday's message? So there were a couple things. I think the we understand the what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the question is why. Yeah. Right. You and I have had some lengthy conversations yeah. over that. And and I just think it's important because that's how you know you're functioning with adults. Yeah. Right. They don't have to love the, the, the outcome. Mm-hmm. But as a good teacher, if you're secure in your teaching ability and your development, as long as you know the why, you can work with the rest. Okay, maybe we need to tinker with this. You heard him give the explanation. You know, Coach Brown said, hey, how often do we practice real-time live concepts right. of quarterbacks getting on the ground, get the ball? What do we tell them? We say, mm-hmm. hey, get away from get it. Right. Get, yep. away, get away from it. So instinctively, you know, that, that, that's something that, we, that, that we've got to work mm-hmm. on and we have to take ownership. I also like the fact when talking about Coach Satterfield in the offense, it's, and it's popular to come down on him, and he's not this and he's not that. He said, I feel like he's coming along, far, starting to find his groove in terms of what they're able to do. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see him be a little bit more aggressive. Mm-hmm. And I didn't hear an indictment. I heard an empowering. Hey, listen, okay, I, I get it. You, There are some things that we're a little leery about doing, but let's cut this thing loose and play some football here and see and see what happens. Let's not go into this thing a little timid. So I felt like he was empowering Coach Sat. So that was interesting. And I think lastly, you know, when he's talking about this is why this is kind of what you get with me. Um, patience. Yeah. There's a process, and it gave him a chance to lament and kind of talk about what he thinks makes Nebraska Nebraska when it's rolling well and how he wants to pour and lay some concrete and not just, um, you know, go with the portable hoop, right? Mm-hmm. He wants to, wants to dig. You got to dig a few holes. Yeah. And sometimes when you dig holes, if you want to mount a good hoop, um, you get a little messy, yeah. right? You get a little dirty. It's easier to just fill some water and roll a, roll a basketball hoop in and call it good, right? But if you want it, if you want it to be able to last – and some bad weather and things like that. You got to pour a little concrete. Yeah. So he's letting you know that he's willing to get a little dirty on the mm-hmm. front end to have some long sustainability on the back end. And I like the fact he was unapologetic for it. Like he, yeah. whether it whether it um, ter- comes to fruition the way that he wants it to, or we want it to, mm-hmm. or th- if our time frames are different, he has resolve in the process. And sometimes. Just knowing what it's supposed to look like, what you want it to look like, helps the picture come into clearer focus. Yeah, I think you said something there. You know, he he recognizes the frustration. He understands it. But he also recognizes that I know everyone else has been through this, but I have not been through this yet. Yeah, that distinction is interesting. It's not the first time he said it. He said, you know, they asked him about Minnesota and how it looks the same. And 
he says, hey, that I, that's not my burden. That yeah. that's not on me. Right. Right. The, this is we're on the front end of building something special. That yep. was Minnesota. This he's like, hey, I don't know about what used to go on. I just know that I'm on two and yep. we've got to win this week. Right? right. Like, yeah, like recognizing I know what you all have been through. And I know it's frustrating. You, you feel like you're seeing a portion of it again. But I think also having to realize um, just, you know, as, as spectators of this coaching staff, of this program, as fan bases, I think there's a lot of wrongs that are having to be done right, whether people were willing to acknowledge that or not. Yeah. And I think when you are able to fix the internal eventually external will be on display. But I think the internal sometimes takes a lot longer than oh, what yeah. people realize. And, you know, we had certain coaches for a lengthy amount of time and others not so much. And that's a lot of turnover over and over again with a lot of different regimes and a lot of different expectations. So I think when you have a coach that comes in and lays the foundation of how it's going to be done with no question, that takes time to lay that. And so I think him saying that yesterday was interesting. As it, and, and it's weird how it kind of puts the onus on us. Yeah to recalibrate how we're thinking yeah he's there is no guesswork he's kind of told us yeah now it's up to us to do right. what we will with the information yeah. and and i don't think it's to chastise the fan base mm -hmm. i think because he did acknowledge that he does understand yeah. it i just i think he's letting us know that it's not going to be any other way in the short term so yeah. Somebody's going to have to adjust, and I don't, it doesn't sound like it's going to be him. Right, yeah. We'll hear from a few more players, and we'll hear from Coach Rule again this week, and we'll have another preview for you for the first home game of the season against Northern Illinois this Saturday. A Herd at Sports Network production.